Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All-In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all-in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all-in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Hey, welcome to the All In Podcast uh, show today. I'm excited to share with you a story and a message from Lance Crack. Excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. All right. So so um, give me a little bit of uh, history on you, like where you where you kind of grew up and what your family upbringing was. I kind of you know, always like to hear where, where people come from. Uh, well, I was in the military family, so I was born in Germany, uh, spent a lot of my time traveling as a, a kid, uh, finally mm-hmm. ended up in Texas, uh, did all grade school through there, uh, finished graduated high school, uh, spent one year in college and then joined the army right after that. Um, went to Hawaii, lived in Hawaii for four years, then got stationed in, uh, lived in Georgia, North Carolina, Florida after that, finished there. Did 13 full long, uh, long full years in, in the army, then was medically retired, mm-hmm. uh, then decided to jump into the hemp and cannabis space. Like it seems like a lot of people, but all pre farm bills. So, uh, you know, kind of jumped uh, head first into that. And now I'm in uh, green, sunny Oregon now. Okay. <laughs> green, sunny Oregon. All right. That's good. So, um, so I'm curious now because obviously you're, you know, you're going from military life into entrepreneurial world. Right. So, and then I think sometimes people struggle with like, what, what do I do? Right. Or what could I do? Right. How did you pick that industry? Well, I picked that industry because um, back in 2016, I had a, my daughter was born and I was living in Florida at the time. And that was when the cannabis initiative came across for the, the voters in the state of Florida. And I voted yes for proposition two. And um, I was lucky enough to have a, two healthy children at the time, mm-hmm. and it was it really struck on my my heartstrings. I guess you could say, it pulled on my heartstrings, to see the parents that weren't so fortunate um, with the the children that were struggling with autism, and even the adults that were struggling with the grand mal seizures and Alzheimer's, and mm-hmm. seeing how cannabis, um, in the anecdotal uh, form, was actually uh, you know facilitating the the well-being or the you know the turnaround for all these ailments that a lot of adults and children were suffering with and it just really made me kind of just kind of reevaluate priorities if you will uh and decide that I wanted to to help as, as much as I could so I went all in uh you know for lack of a better term I, I went all in and decided to uh get out of the army and jump into the cannabis space okay that's awesome. So, you know, it's, I always love to hear that background of like, you know, what, what was the drive for it? Right. Cause sometimes we stumble into things and other times it's like, you know, you're very clear on why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so tell me a little bit about like, I, so you made that decision you started that. So what did that look like? You know, was, you know, because I think a lot of times people see maybe the success you have had, right. And not see the, the challenges maybe that you've gone through to get there. Right. Oh yeah. That's I, I was, I would say I was kind of blind to it as well. You know, um, in the army, you know, just being kind of that, uh, that, for, that warfighter, if you will, that gunslinger, and then going to the entrepreneurial side. So pretty much uh, going from boots to business, if you will, um, mm-hmm. no formal business training, no, uh, no, nothing, just pretty much hit the ground running. Uh, really kind of jumped into, uh, you know, the Gary Vaynerchuk scene for a while, uh, this, uh, 2014, 2015, kind of getting into that. 
Um, and just kind of the entrepreneurial motivational side just kind of, you know, was motivating me to, to do this for myself and also my family. And if I was going to do it successfully, I was going to do, you know, I, I didn't want to do it uh, half ass. So right. um, I was at the, I guess you could say the tip of the spear. Uh, I was in the infantry for four years. And then I went to the Green Beret side of the house for the last seven years of my career. Uh, mm-hmm. So the special operations side is something that, um, you know, I'm very familiar with. And, you know, a lot of guys that I know still in, in to this day have gone, you know, higher to, you know, other unit units, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I don't do things uh, half-assed. And so I wanted to jump in pretty much, yeah, just all in and, and figure out as much as I could. So uh, long nights on YouTube, long nights on audiobooks and Audible, uh, just kind of soaking up as much as I could. Uh, the learning curve was very steep. Uh, it was very steep. So uh, kind of taking it in stride, uh, opening up the retail store, uh, figuring out that cannabis was uh, a little bit more red tape than the hemp uh, industry mm-hmm. was at the time. So it was just a lot of learning. That's what it was. It was just a lot of, uh, you know, late nights grinding it out and pretty much the execution if you know, like you're all in or you're all out. So right. I was all in and I wasn't going to stop until you know, it was uh, a thing. And finally it uh, came to fruition. And the hardest part was, you know, keeping it afloat and then COVID hit. And so, you know, a lot of people are suffering and that's uh, a a real, you know, the struggle is real on that one. So the struggle is real for anybody trying to start a business. Uh, If you, you know, all all small business owners and entrepreneurs know that, you know, an idea is great, but to actually get it to execution into the ground floor is completely, completely different. Right. Yeah, that's good. So, and I like how you use your military background, right? You know, to say it's like, you know, obviously you're committed and, and you need to be committed in those life or death situations, right? Pretty much. <laughs> so it's the same thing carries over in real life, right? Um, so from the, um, uh, the moment you started the business, so what side of the business are you on? Like, is it, you know, is it retail stores or is it, you know, the manufacturing or? Uh, so that's, that's a good question. Um, so the, with the, the licenses and the requirements that are needed from the regulatory side, uh, the retail uh, store was the quickest to the, with the least barrier to entry, if you will. Right. Um, so that's where the retail store came in and then working with a lot of brands. Uh, a lot of brands were still trying, a lot of companies were still trying to get everything figured out from the processing, from the manufacturing side, uh, whether it was hemp textiles to finished products, et cetera. Uh, so I wanted to kind of be that end point to the user because I was really, you know, as a parent, I could convey that message easiest to the end, the, you know, to the customer um, instead of, you know, on the factory floor or, you know, from a farm or something like that. But it, it gave me the chance to really see how the industry worked from the end point and everything behind it. So from mm-hmm. seed to sale, uh, it was a very eye-opening experience, got me in touch with a lot of people across the industry. And that's, you know, kind of where... Uh, sharing all that knowledge into the Hemp 101 podcast and getting uh, in touch with a lot of other people uh, that are in the space in hemp and cannabis and sharing their origin stories as well. So um, being between the customer and everyone else in the industry, I guess you could say, uh, has really kind of put me in in a pretty good vantage point, if you will. Right. And I think, you know, I mean, uh, there's a number of different ways we can go with this, but I think there's also still that stigma associated with this industry, right? Very much so. Yeah. So, so I, can you speak to that a little bit? You know, the people that are in that place where, like, you know, is this really a thing, right? You know, that, uh, you know, what, what are the benefits, right? Share that with people because I think it's important. I think, uh, I guess to liken it to something that uh, that's really kind of hitting home with a lot of people now, I would say it's like COVID. It doesn't really affect you until you experience it personally. Mm-hmm. If you know someone with COVID, if you know someone who's died or been affected by COVID, then it's different than the people who are just, not wearing masks, or if they decide to wear masks, however you feel, what side of the fence 
you know, you're on, on that, on that topic. Cannabis is, I would say kind of similar because it's looked at from, I would say the younger generation, this is just my personal opinion. I would just say from the younger generational standpoint, it's more as a, a recreational um, uh, substance, but from mm. the elderly and the parental standpoint, it's a lot more medicinal and especially for the veterans. Uh, mm. PTSD is one of the qualifying, um, uh, uh, I guess, uh, medical conditions, if you will, uh, for the state of Oregon to get a medical card. And it's been that way for pretty much every other state. Uh, you know, chronic pain, PTSD, cancer, et cetera. So it's been kind of at the forefront for, uh, I guess, the medical community as of late. Um, and it's really kind of dipping into the pockets for the pharmaceutical companies. And so that's where that stigma is really kind of uh, still lacking because there is no science. There, there is no data, if you will, for, uh, for the United States to really kind of provide that to the, the end user. The, I say the consumer, but the patient you know, the people that need it, the people that want it, that actually are getting relief from it. Because right now it's, it seems like it's a self-medicating industry and a mm -hmm. recreational industry. So it's unfortunate, but, you know, people use it in moderation. Uh, you know, there are people out there that don't like THC that use CBD. So, you know, it's right, right now a lot of self-discovery for a lot of people. And I think that that's the stigma because they can't go to a medical professional and say, Hey doc, what's up? What can I do? What can I take, et cetera, et cetera. So I think we're just lacking in that space when it really comes down to it. But the stigma, it still is, uh, you know, it's looked at as illegal. It's looked at as a cash crop for the private in, uh, private prison industry. Uh, and that's mm -hmm. just my personal opinion. So, you know, they're still locking people up for, for that. And if they take away their main, uh, you know, source of, of well, I wouldn't say main, but, you know, a large source of incarceration, um, you know, uh, people, if you will, uh, then, you know, it's really kind of dipping into a lot of people. And that's where the stigma is still kind of, uh, you know, enforced in states like Texas, uh, mm -hmm. because uh, they don't play, they don't play, they don't mess around with Texas pretty much anywhere through the cent the complete center of the United States is still cannabis is, is, you know, looked at as the devil. So right. it's, it's a geographical thing. It's a generational thing. Uh, but also it's just, uh, you know, it, it's a plant at the end of the day. So I think it's, it's just, how you feel uh, about it. If you need it in your life, it's just like cigarettes. It's at the gas station. If you buy it, you do. If you don't, you don't. It's there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a definitely great perspective because I think a lot of times, you know, we look at that and say, you know, uh, you know, just like anything else can be abused. Right. Exactly. You know, even if it's, you know, even if it's pharmaceutical drugs for, you know, for, you know, pain or whatever, like, you know, people abuse that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. So it's the same thing And it's thing not here. as addictive as all, all of those. And it's a natural substance, you know, it comes from the earth. Right. I mean, from a woo woo standpoint, kind of, you know, a hippie standpoint, uh, you know, I'm very conservative, grew up in the South. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, just having an open mind when it comes to it's out there. It's just like uh, pharmaceuticals, you know, people that get um, prescriptions right after surgeries or, you know, getting wisdom teeth pulled. They're just throwing medications at these people just because, you know, it just puts a bandaid on on the symptoms. They're not actually going right. for the root cause of the problem. And I yeah. think that that's what cannabis is kind of. Uh, really scaring a lot of people in the medical community actually going after the root of the problem. Right. Yeah. That's definitely interesting. So, so from the perspective of what your goal is, right. So obviously you made a huge leap, you know, moving to where you move so that you can do this to have the mission that you're after. What's the, what's the bigger vision for you? Uh, the bigger vision is to, wow, that's a good question. Uh, my big vision would be to pretty much, see cannabis like uh beer and alcohol just mm. across, you can ship it across state lines it's going to be in the the corner store or you know a uh an alcohol store kind of you know like a, a cannabis dispensary kind of like it is now mm. uh you know regulated tax i think the taxing um 
would, you know, is, is a little extreme just because, you know, it's a, a new source of money for the cities and, and states. Right. And so they're pretty much jumping on it and they know that people are going to buy it. Nice. So uh, my big thing is, yeah, just access to pretty much anyone and everyone that wants it because there's no reason for, you know, as someone in a state that can't get it because it's illegal and someone in the other side of the country can get it because it's legal. They can lock, just literally walk into a store. So I guess you could say I'm just an advocate for uh, just global access, I guess you could mm. say. Right. Yeah. And just what you shared there, like, I do know people that have moved out of the state, right. You know, from here, from Florida to uh, Colorado, um, you know, because they had medical issues, right. That, you know, they needed help with, with their, mainly importantly with their kids. Right. You know, and it's like mm -hmm. people will do anything for their kids, right. More so probably than they would probably do it for themselves. Right. We do it first for our kids. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so it's definitely a, you know, an impactful thing that, you know, apparently from what, you know, I haven't done research in this space, but I know it's, you know, I always say is like, well, God made it for a reason. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah. like, of course we abuse it just like everything else. Right. Um, you're, you're exactly right. And yeah. it's, it's not the end all be all it is there. And right. that's my thing. My biggest thing is it, it's, it, it's there, you know, it's just like, like I said before, it's like cigarettes at the, the convenience store, the grocery store, you know, the liquor stores, you go in there to get it if you want, and that's your thing, then go for it. You know, just let cannabis be something that is accessible to the people that need it. And right. so, yeah, that's my big, thing. it's safer than alcohol, you know, hands down, everyone knows that alcohol is dangerous, right. getting, you know, getting people drunk behind the wheels, having bars open for, or, you know, in Oregon, they start selling uh, alcohol at, at seven o'clock in the morning. And they oh, stop serving at two o'clock. So that pretty much just gives people five hours, you know, to sleep it off and then start back over again. So it, right. it's, it's, the, it's a, a huge regulatory mindset that needs to change, uh, I think, from the state level and also the federal level when it comes to cannabis, uh, when it, uh, you know, how uh, easily accessible alcohol is when they make it so hard for people to get cannabis when it's a, a natural plant and it's not going to hurt them as much as alcohol, I would venture to say. But I'm not sure. a medical professional, so I can't diagnose, treat or care. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so tell me, um, uh, from the perspective of, uh, when you made the decision, so someone's listening to this now, right. And they're maybe in that transition or they're, they're, you know, trying to do something right to pursue their passion or the thing they're excited about. Right. What would be some words of wisdom that you would share with them? If they're trying to start a business, if they're trying to go the entrepreneurial route, um, I would say check, uh, just cover all your bases, make sure, you know, the numbers, make sure your cash flow is good, where your money's going, quantify it, make sure that the money, do you, you pretty much understand the, the flow of the money, the money comes in, money goes out. That's the nature of business. I would just say, cover all your bases, make sure you're passionate about it because the space is getting very, um, red ocean, if you will, kind of like the red ocean, blue ocean. So it's, come up with something innovative, but not everybody is because it seems like everybody's, uh, you know, just trying to make a buck to survive these days because, you know, jobs getting swept out from under, you know, normal people's feet is, is really hard. So, you know, right. pursue what you want. You're going to learn, um, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. Just like, you know, everyone else that started a business, you're probably not going to be successful in your first run. If you are more power to you, if you're not, then just keep trying, keep right. executing, keep with it, you know, just like the name of the show, exactly what you said before we got on you know, if you're, you're not all in, then you're all out. So, you know, if you're going to jump all in, then jump all in. And if you're not, so be it, you know, that's life. People change. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, as we get to wrap here, uh, how do people find out more about you? 
Uh, well, you can check out the uh, Hemp 101 podcast on all major platforms. Uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, same uh, as Joe Rogan, the new home of Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, the YouTube is kind of lacking, but uh, primarily my uh, main platform is LinkedIn. Uh, you can mm-hmm. find me, Lance Kreck, K-R-E-C-K, uh, right there. Uh, you can also find the Hemp 101 podcast on Instagram. I deleted Facebook, so uh, I'm pretty much uh, done with that, that app mm-hmm. and that platform. So it was just... Didn't really find too much value of it, but yeah, right. LinkedIn and uh, the podcast is pretty much how people can get a hold of me. Okay, perfect. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and the impact you're having in the world in a totally different way. And I'm, you know, glad I got the opportunity to share that message with the world. And appreciate you being here. Oh, thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.